Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. that God has blessed us with in this church. It just like keeps coming and coming. I turn around like, where, where do they all come from? I'm glad they're here. So that's all I can say. That's amazing what God has given us in this yes. church. So welcome this morning. It's great to see everybody. Turn your Bibles over to Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10. And uh, if you are visiting with us, it's really awesome to have you here. We're so thankful you've come out this morning. Uh, if you're a member, it's great to have you as well. Uh, if you're watching this online, great to have you as well. Yeah. We're going to have a great time in the Word, great time in the fellowship. So uh, let's get right into it. We're in Mark chapter 10, and uh, we will get there in just a second. But I have a question for you. So what is the riskiest thing you've ever done? Now think about that. Maybe it was when you were younger. You know, what's that thing that just really got your, your heart rate going? Maybe elevated your blood pressure a bit, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but... What's that thing that you were like, man, this really put me on the edge? So what about this? Have you ever gone skydiving? I've never been skydiving. But something tells me that I've always heard that you should never open the door in a plane, right? I mean, isn't that what, see, isn't that what you do? You never open the door? Somebody opened the door, and this guy jumped out. Now, I have to say, I'm less concerned about the guy in the parachute. He looks like he's okay. I'm much more concerned about the people in the plane. That doesn't look right. So, not sure about that. I think the guy flying through the air, maybe he's going to be okay. I don't know. But something about skydiving, eh, I don't know. It's kind of risky. How about this? So this is bungee jumping. To me, that's the craziest thing in the world because you're jumping off a ledge or a cliff or a platform with a giant rubber band. Now, I don't know your experience with rubber bands, but they always break for me. I've never had one last very long. So I think I'd be very afraid to jump off a cliff with a giant rubber band. Knowing my experience with rubber bands has never gone well. That's not a good thing. What about this one? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, that's got to be like the safest thing in the world. This person apparently thinks that's perfectly okay. So here's one. This is my, this is my favorite one. So I want you all to repeat with me. Wingsuit. Just say that, wingsuit. Now, I'm thinking if we were meant to have wings, we would have them. This person decided, I'm going to fashion some, some nylon into wings, and I will fly. And people do this. So that's, just, that's not okay. <laughs> you know, certain things are okay. Wingsuit, that's not okay. So, what about driving a car? <laughs> Have you ever thought about driving a car? Have you ever considered how risky it is to drive a car? Yes. I don't think we oftentimes do. Because we get into the car, we put the key in the ignition, we start the car, we put our foot on the gas pedal, we, we point the car in the direction we want to go in, and then we just go. We don't think twice about how risky this really is. Yeah. Do you realize?
the amount of risk involved when you get into a car and you drive it. Think about the car itself. The car is several thousand pounds of metal and steel and plastic and gears and wires and fluids and they're all all these moving parts are all working together and, and this several thousand part, part, pounds of stuff is sitting on four balloons. That just doesn't sound right, but that's what it is. And then attached to this thing is a tank of highly combustible material. Unless you're John Roundtree or Jeremy Oliver, in which case that's not the case. But for most of us, you've got this, this, this bomb on, on balloons that you're driving around in, and you're going 55 miles an hour plus. Now the crazy thing, what makes this work, I'm not an engineer, but what makes this work is about five feet in front of you, there's a series of explosions that are happening like this, propelling you down the road, 55 miles an hour plus. The craziest thing is that you've got other people, you're surrounded by people doing the same thing, oftentimes coming right at you while they're on the phone. So to me, that seems pretty risky. So there's a lot that could go wrong here. And so we, we try to manage the risk, right? We say, okay, well, we put our seatbelts on. So I will strap myself into this mobile bomb, and I'll be fine with my seatbelt on. Or we get airbags, right? So there's, there's more balloons to consider yourself with. Or we take, you know, driver training courses. And yeah, they're all good. They're all helpful. And hopefully that, that helps us. But why do we do it? Why do you get in your car assuming such incredible risk when you get on the road? Because you say, well, there's places I've got to go. Yeah, right. I've got to get going. There's things I've got to do. And we're willing to take the risk right. because in our mind, the benefit far outweighs the risk. Right. So where do you need to go? And I'm not talking about someplace your car can take you. But maybe some place that only God can take you. Yes. Everybody here is on a journey. Yes. We're all on the same journey. And that journey has a starting point and a finish line. Yes. That's right. Now, along the way, we take many different turns. Yes. Yes. We may even follow different routes. Yes. But at the end of the day, we're all on the same journey. Yes. Remember when you were a kid? When you were a kid, life was relatively easy. You were taken care of. People provided things for you. And your main goal in life as a kid was to have fun. Now, there's nothing wrong with having fun. I, I, I like having fun. I'm sure you like having fun. But the older you get, you begin to realize that life is no joke. Right. And as you assume more responsibilities in life, yes. and the further along you, you, you go on this journey, you realize that, man, this, this isn't just fun and games. This right. is actually hard. There's like real life worries and concerns and, and real life you know, drama and, and trauma yes. in life. Yes. And it's not all just things to laugh about. Yes. This is not an easy thing to do. Right. Right. It can be actually very, very challenging to get, go along in years on this journey. Yes. And it starts at a relatively early age, right? So even in school, right? So when you're in like, you know, elementary school, it's fun. 
When you're in kindergarten, it's fun. You're playing, and you get into high school. It's like, yeah, this isn't so fun anymore, is it, kids? It's, it's not fun. And then you get into the college. It's like, man, school is like really difficult. And, but we see that with everything in life. You see that with your responsibilities, with your career. Maybe when you begin your career, it's like, okay, well, this is this is entry level, and I'm I'm doing okay. But then it gets really hard. Relationships get more challenging as you progress. Marriage, family, all of these things. Life just gets progressively more difficult as you, as you get more responsibility. Yeah. It's not always easy. As things get more complicated, so do the challenges. Yes. And at this point on the journey, many people begin to falter, and some even fail. The demands, the pressures, really begin to build up. And they can very easily get the best of you. And so here's an important question. What will keep you going? With all the things that you've got to concern yourself with in life, what will keep you going so that on this journey, yes. you end up with a strong finish? Yes. Amen. Well, as a Christian, there are some basic spiritual elements yes. that really need to be in place, that we need to have. Faith. We need strong faith. Yes. We need consistent faith. We need strong convictions, yeah. pretty clear understanding of right and wrong, and what I should or should not do. You need devotion, you need commitments, you need integrity, we need sincerity, we need trust. And, and all of these things need to be built on a very secure and solid foundation right. that I love God over everything else. Yes. That no matter where I am in life, no matter what part of this journey I'm on, whether it's school or relationship building or marriage or, or parenting or family or different parts of your career, whatever it might be, however challenging it might be at the moment, I love God above all things yes. and, and I'll get through this. It'll be okay. Yes. This love for God is the greatest commandment. And it's not a, a set it once and forget it. It's not like, okay, well, I made a commitment in my baptism to love God, so I never really have to think about that anymore. Of course not. That's right. As life progresses along and you get yourself in more demanding situations, you've got to constantly remember, I love God first. Yes. I know this is tough, that's tough, this is a challenge, but I love God first. Yes. Amen. These are things we need to be growing in. Yes. And increasing as challenges Increase, yes. and we all have challenges. That's right. We do. You know, I thought 2021 was a pretty tough year, right? I'm sorry, 2020 was a tough year. For Florence and I, 2021 has been the most challenging year of our lives. Yes. We've had huge health issues that we're still still dealing with. You know, I'm in between two major surgeries right now, and not having a very fun time with it right now. But this is where I am in life. We've had huge family issues and family crisis that are still ongoing and actually, you know, increasing. That's not fun. We've had church issues, which we always have church issues. And we've had to dig really, really deep this year yes. and make commitments to each other and commitments to God yes. that we are going to stay positive yes. and stay faithful. Yes. And we're still working at it. And I know for a fact that we are not the only ones. That's right. Because I've talked to enough of you to know that, yeah, this has not been an easy year. That's right. You know, we all look forward to 2021 being okay. Oh, we can breathe. <laughs> I'm not breathing yet. <laughs> I'm hoping I can start breathing in 2022. Yes. But you know what? I think for, for many Christians, this is where it gets tricky. Yes. 
Because if your faith and your convictions and your devotion and your integrity and your commitment and your sincerity and your trust and your love for God fail to keep up with the demands and the pressures that are putting on being put on you, you won't make it. That's right. Yes. You will not make it. You you will fail. Yes. And what you have built will crumble. That's right. Yes. You've got to think about this. Yes. That growth, that that growth, that increase is dependent on two things. How important all these things are to you. And look, all the responsibilities I've just talked about are very important. Yes. Your school is important. Your education is important. Your career is important. Your relationships that you're trying to build and foster, they're important. Your marriage, your family, your personal life, all of these things are important. None of them should be neglected and just done away with. They're all important. They all have a place in your life. Some have a greater priority. Some have a lesser priority. Some things, you know, and we all experience this, we go through seasons. Yes. Where certain things are just going to surface. They're going to rise to the top. Yes. That thing that rises to the top may not always be the most important thing in your life, but for a season, for a time, it might very well be. Yes. And so that rises to the top. Now you're trying to figure out how to, you know, take care of all the other things. That's normal. But to manage it all. Mm. And not just to manage it, yeah. but to really excel in it all. Requires a great understanding of balance. How do I keep all of this stuff going? How do I have my best spiritual life? Being close to God, being, being, you know, in the word and prayer and, and feeling like, man, I'm walking with the Lord every day. How do you do that? At the same time, you're working on real world life. You know exactly what I mean, right? Because sometimes we feel like, well, I've got my spiritual life. And then I put that aside when I finish my quiet time. And then I have my real world life. And it's hard to sometimes mesh those things together. But that's what you've got to do. So how do I live my best? How do I have my best spiritual life while I'm trying to to, to deal with this real world life? And so it's seeing how important all these are. They are important. But here's the second thing. How much of a risk are you willing to take to get to this point? Point where it's balanced, it's working well, God is first, my faith is first, my devotion, my commitment, my, my loyalty to God is first, and I trust that everything else is going to work. How do you get to that point? Yes, it's not easy. But it's important that we get this right. And this will put some demands on you. That's just part of, of adult life. Right? You've got demands put on you. Look at Mark chapter 10. Let's see what Jesus has to say about this. Beginning with me in verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man went up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one's good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. 
You know, the question that was posed is one I think we all have. How do I get this right? Yes. I mean, isn't that why you're here? Right. right? Isn't that why you follow God? Isn't that why you read the Bible? Like, how do I get this right? How do I know that I'm really, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, with all sincerity, following God the best I can? How do I know that, that on that last day, whenever that last, that last day comes, that you're going to hear the well done, good, and faithful servant? Right. How do I know this? Amen. Am I on the right path? Well, the first thing Jesus says is, well, it's not about being good. And that might very well be a relief to many of us. It's not just about being good. There's a lot of great, there's a lot of good people in the world. So it's more than just being good. Yes. It's a lot deeper than that. It is about being courageous. Yes. To live your best Christian life with all the demands that adult life brings with it, you've got to be Yes. One of the scariest scriptures in the Bible is in Revelation 21.7. It says, amongst those who don't make it at the end are the cowardly. Yes. You've got to be courageous. Yes. So I'm going to put somebody on the spot right now. They're not expecting it. They may not like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. One of the most courageous people I know mm. is Jim Brown. Mm. Jim Brown has been a disciple for a long time long time. Probably, I don't know, I've been 36, he's got to be right around there, probably more than that. 40, 40. 40. Jim Brown has been through incredible challenges in his life, and I know what they are because I've had long conversations with Jim. Mm. Jim has gone through incredible physical pain. I've been in pain consistently for about seven months now, eight months, I've lost track. Jim has been in chronic pain for years. Mm. He's gone through open-heart surgery. He's had major life blows that he's had to deal with. Professionally, career, health, you name it. But when you get together with Jim Brown, and if you haven't done this, I urge you to do it because I think it would do well for your soul. When you get together with Jim Brown, you don't hear a complaint. You don't hear a lamentation. What you hear is, and what you see, is a strong faith in God. Yes. And what you, what you hear from this man's mouth is, I know God's in control. I know God's going to work on this. I know God's going to, whatever it needs to be done, that's what's going to be done. Jim is a, he's a strong man of courage. Yes. And I love your brother for that. Yes. And I, I hope to learn from you, because I don't have the courage you do. Amen. But hopefully I will someday. Jim is a, and he'll be the first one to tell you this, his courage comes because he follows Jesus. Yes. He wasn't born that way. A lot of us weren't born that way. But we learn through following Jesus. Yes. I can do anything yep. through him who gives me strength. Yes, that's right. He follows Jesus. You know, it takes a certain amount of courage yep. to follow Jesus. Yes. I mean, to really follow Jesus. Because of the risk. Yes. Do you know the risk you put yourself in? When you let your friends and family and co-workers and everybody else you know know that you really follow Jesus, that's right. very risky. Yes. And even just the risk you assume by putting God first means, okay, then, you know, will I be able to tend to everything else? It's risky following Jesus. Yes. 
A life in Christ is a challenging one. Mm-hmm. Being that mom, yes. that dad, yep. that husband, yes. that wife, mm-hmm. that, that son, that daughter, right. that friend, that you know Christianity demands. Mm. It's like, oh gosh, it would be so much easier if I didn't have to be that mom, that dad, that husband, that wife, that friend. Yeah, of course it would yes. be a lot easier. It would be like everybody else out yes. there. But you assume a great risk when you say, no, I'm going to be, to the best of my ability, that mom, dad, father, son, brother, sister, friend, whomever. And I'm going to assume that risk that this is going to really stretch me to the limit. And it may even put me at odds with certain other people. Well, so be it. But I'm going to assume that risk. It's not easy for you. And I'll tell you, it's not easy for me. I second-guess myself all the time about who I am with all those things I just said. Yes. I never assume, hey, I'm just doing great with these things, because they know I'm not. Right. It's risky being that person. That's right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I think it really would be easier if it was just, if your salvation and your walk with God really was just based on how good you are. Well, then I'll just do a lot of really good things. <laughs> and I won't have to worry about anything else. The more good things I do, then probably the, the greater my chances of getting into heaven. So, but it's not about that. That's right. It's not about the amount of good things you do. You know, you look back at verses 19 and 20. You know, Jesus says, look, you know all the stuff. You know all the commandments. And the guy says, yeah, I get it. I've been doing this my whole life. (laughs) And I think, for the most part, a lot of us would be tempted to even say something like that. You know, maybe you would say, I'm not perfect. But I think I know enough of right and wrong, good, bad, that I'm pretty much on the right side. We learn pretty quickly. The difference between right and wrong when you walk right. into this church. Yes. Okay, because you begin to study the Bible. Right. When, if you want to become a part of this church, you don't just walk in and we say, oh, great, well, we consider you a member. We would love to have you be a member, right. but we got to go through and make sure we're on the same page here, right. literally on the same page. Yes. Make sure we all understand what the commitment and the devotion and the expectation is to really be a disciple of Jesus. But we learn pretty quickly when we get into the Word. We start diving and deep diving into it because the Bible is so clear. And I think we do a pretty good job of sticking to the right. Basic integrity, basic righteousness. You know, I think we've had a, a pretty good background in basic training. We know the Word. We know the standard. We hold to it. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a very good thing. But there's a lot more than just, hey, I, I, I'm, you know, holding, sticking to the basics. Right. It's much more than that. This man was about to find that out. Because mm. down in verse 21, he says, one thing you lack. He says, you know, congratulations. You're a, you're a good guy. Here's your, here's your gold star. Now, let's see if you're really yes. willing to step up and do something yes. with this faith that you claim to have. Right. I know you're a good person. Great. Or so you think. And so he puts him to the test. He says, okay, here's your gold star now. I want you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Did Jesus really expect him to do that? I don't know. In fact, we'll never know. Because he didn't stick around long enough to find out. Maybe if he would have said, okay, 
you know, I'm going to put it out on Facebook Marketplace today. You know, I'm going to price it right. It's all going to go, like in the first day. And then tell me where I can find you later, Jesus. And, and I'll be there with the group following you. But he never even gave it a chance. Right. He said, eh, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he walked away. Sad. Up to that point, his relationship with God was nice and safe right. and manageable. Right. All his ducks were in a row. I've done all the little things I'm supposed to do to ensure that I've got this right. right. And he was sure he was going to hear, you get the Jesus seal of approval, but he didn't. <laughs> Instead, he got challenged. Yes. And Jesus asked him a lot more than he was comfortable with. Don't you hate that when you get asked a lot more than you're comfortable with? Right. You know, that just like hits us the wrong way. Somebody says, you know, hey, could you uh, swing by the store and pick some, something up on the way? And like, yeah, and then it's like a laundry list. It's like, you know, it's like one thing. But, you know, when, when, we're, when we're asked more of ourselves than we're comfortable with, like, you know, we get a little bit of an attitude. He was asked more than he was comfortable with. And he simply said, no. And walked away. He wasn't willing to make the investment. Yes. When they looked down at verse 23, Jesus looked at him, around the disciples and he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of God. This actually has little or nothing to do with money. Right. Maybe he was a good guy by some standards. And you know what? Maybe verse 20 really is true. Maybe he actually was doing everything as he should. Right. And maybe like us, he knew the drill. And he stuck to it. But there was a problem. Jesus could see there was a problem developing here. Jesus had incredible insight. And he could tell, like, mm, okay, this isn't going really well. In fact, this is beginning to become something a bit bigger than I thought it was going to be. And so there was a problem, and it wasn't his alone. Because Jesus' observation now becomes a little wider. Right. And he's beginning to say, it's not just your problem. This is actually a bit more of a general problem. Yes. And he goes from the one to the many. Yep. You know, we can get to the point where we think, I'm really just fine the way I am. I mean, I'm doing most all the things. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing the stuff on my list. I'm showing up, yep. you know, for the most part. You know, sometimes I don't show up because I don't want to show up. But for the most part, I show up. You know, I'm pretty good, pretty good when it comes to reading the Bible. You know, pretty good when it comes to prayer. I keep up with some people, you know, when I can. So we, we think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Everything's worked out really nice. And, and tidy for me. Yep. And I finally figured out how to fit Christianity into my really busy life. There you go. Come on, yeah. And so I'm doing okay. It, it fits. I, I found that slot for God. It's, it's right, it's, 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 a, it's that sliver right there next to all the other stuff. Yeah, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll do most of the stuff that I'm supposed to do, and I think that's probably about all that you know, one would expect. Your wealth might not be money at all. That's right, yes. But your, we your wealth might be comfort. It might be complacency. Yep. 
Yes. And maybe you've reached a point in your life, in your walk with God, in your walk with Jesus, where you can comfortably say, I'm a lot better than I was when I was in the world. Right. Oh man, I was a wretch in the world, but you know what? I really cleaned up pretty well. So yes, I'm a lot better now than I was. And in your mind you're thinking, that's true, and it probably is true, but I'm not really where I should be. I know what my walk with God should be like. I know what my prayer life should be like. I know what my, my time in the Word should be like. I know what my relationship should be like. I know what my goals and dreams and, and future plans, yes, I know what they should be like, and, and I'm not there. And maybe you're not even making a whole lot of effort to get there because, again, your wealth might be comfort and complacency. Yes. I'm really okay just where I am. Right. And we, the reason why we don't go from that point to the place where we know we should be, yeah. is the risk. Yes. We know what the risk is. Because here's what it will take. Right. Now look at this list. Yep. Look at how risky everything on this list right. is. Vulnerability. Yes. Openness. Yep. Boldness. Yep. Humility. Yep. Honesty. Mm -hmm. Surrender. Commitment, accountability. Is there anything on this list that's easy? No. Now, when you were in the world, you could say none of these apply, and I really don't care. And there might be a lot of us in this room that we would look at that list and say, "Yeah, none of those apply." Before I was a Christian, but now you come into the light, as Charles talked about. Now you come into the kingdom of God and. It's like, oh man, like, I, I gotta like figure out how to live by these things. Right. These are all really big investments. Yes. They can be a little, it's not, oh, forget a little, they can be very overwhelming. Yes. Even though the rewards are great. My human nature hates all of these things. That's right. Yeah. It really does. My sinful human right. nature right. hates no. and is opposed yep. to all of these things. Right. But by the grace of God, yes. I'm able to accomplish any of them. Right. <laughs> and I don't even know that I do, actually. I, I try to. I think some better than others. Right. But, you know, trying to live like this is really risky for me. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's a high degree of risk. Even though I know those, those rewards are so great, it's like, i got to put myself out there, i got to subject myself to, to pain and potential abuse, and it's going to be difficult, and, you know, i got to, like, fight this temptation and that, that desire, and it's like, oh, man, it's like, it would be so much easier not to do this. Yes, it would be. But then you'd be out there, and you wouldn't be in here. That's right. So it's a challenge. They all carry a lot of risk. And you know what? It takes courage. Yes. It takes real bona fide courage yes. to stand up and say, the risk is great, yes. I get it, but the reward far outweighs yes. the risk. Yes. So I'll step up, I'll give it my best shot. Yes. If you simply manage the risk and play it safe, things may never change for you. You'll, just, you'll do this forever. Or so we think, but that's actually not true. I don't think you can do this forever. Eventually you do this. That's right. 
Right. If you're just managing your risk, yeah. right. you're not going to say, hmm, let me take a look at a list like this and figure out what I can do to, to increase yes. my awareness and my practice yes. of these things up here. Yes. It's so easy to be fooled into thinking that it's okay to just be okay. Yeah. I'm living a life I'm called to. And even the disciples were fooled. I mean, they, they looked at this guy and they're like, Lord, if he's not going to make it, who will? Like, they like looked at him as the example. Like, he's stellar. Are you kidding me? He's, he's kept all the commandments since he was a boy. I mean, how can you talk that? <laughs> they, were, they were fooled into thinking. Oh, if you do X, Y, you know, Z, or A through Z, you know, and then you're like, no, that's not what it's about. Jesus lets them know. But it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, look at, look at Peter's response in verse 28. Peter spoke up and said, look, we've left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who's left home or brothers or sisters or mother, father, children, fields for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions. And we can also, without adding to the words, say challenges and trials. We know they're all much the same thing. And in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Peter basically says, we have risked everything to follow you. We, we, we gave up the world. We renounced our place in the world to claim our place in the kingdom of God. Amen. And Jesus says, I know that. And you will be rewarded. I know it's not easy. Yep. The risk will be great, but the reward is greater. What about us? Come on, Jack. Jesus, what are you saying to me right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't settle. Yes. It's so easy to settle. Yes. Look at where you are right now. Have you settled in your marriage, in your family, your parenting with your kids? Uh, you know, I hope they become Christians one day. I'm really not doing a whole lot to help them. And I'm allowing tons of other things to be more important than, than being exposed to the kingdom of God. But I hope they make it one day. Have you settled? Yes. In your spiritual life, in your goals, in your, your dreams and visions of where God can take you. Yes. Your expectations, your, your yes. personal expectations for discipleship and lordship, yes. relationships, worships, whatever. If you settle, why? Because right. it's not going to go well for you. No. Don't settle. Figure it out now. The life God calls you to isn't easy. The risk is great. The cost is great. But again, the reward is even greater. Yes. If you settle for anything less than your very best effort with who you know you should be and how you should be living your life, don't be shocked. If your marriage falters, mm -hmm. your family falters, your personal life falters and stumbles, and you start doing things you said you would never do. Right. You end up in a place where you said you would never be. That's, right. That's the bad news. The good news is it doesn't have to be that. That's right. Yes. Right. If you have the courage to do something about it. Yes. There's a story in Mark chapter 2. We won't look at it. You're familiar enough with it. Of a paralyzed man. And he, he travels to a home where Jesus was, was preaching and the room was crowded. They arrive at the home, and the paralyzed man looks at his buddies, 
They can't get in the front door. They're like, look, the only way I'm going to get in front of Jesus is you got to take me up on the roof. And we got, we, we got to cut a hole in this guy's roof. So this is one of those situations where it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> so they, 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 they go for it. They manage to get up on the roof. They remove tiles from the roof. can't imagine what the conversation was below as they heard this. But they, they lower the guy right in front of Jesus on a mat. This man assumed incredible risk. Yes. I mean, like, at every level. <laughs> For one reason, the only way I'm going to be well is I've got to be right in front of Jesus. There was no excuse. There was no coasting. There was no complacency. There was no comfort. There was no, well, you know, I can't really get in, so, eh, you know, maybe I'm kind of okay where I am. There was none of that. It was like, look, whatever it's going to take, let me just get in there. We'll deal with the roof and the homeowner later. Just, Just get me in there right now. Because I know that's what I need. Yes. And that's what happened. Yep. And everybody was amazed yes. because Jesus healed them. In your life, it might be time to be amazed again. Yes. Maybe even for the first time. I don't know. What can God do? Where can God lead me? How can God lead me? How can God use me? Don't be paralyzed by any fears or past or disappointments. Or how, how difficult it is right now. We all know that. Yes. Okay? We're all like big boys and girls in this room for the most part. Right? right? A couple of babies here and there. But for the most part, we all get that this isn't going to be an easy road. But with Jesus, it can be an amazing road. Yes. But you've got to get to a point spiritually where you say, you know what? I'm going to break out of the comforts and the complacency. I'm going to, I'm going to take some risks. I'm going to do some things that might really put me out there. But I know that God is great. Yes. And God has proven himself many times. Right. Your faithfulness in stepping up and saying, now is my time yes. to forget managing the risk. Now is my time to, to take a risk. Yes. That step, I really believe, will be blessed by God. Yes. And you will see this, this life open up wide for you. Yes. I hope that helps. I love you all a lot. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.